You're listening to Healthy House Calls with Angel, episode number nine, my 2021 year in review. Hello, welcome to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am your host, Angel Shannon, giving you tips, tools, and holistic strategies to live a healthier life by intentional design. Join me as we explore the landscape of lifestyle medicine, offering practical tips that help you eat, sleep, move, and live better, and help you become fit and functional for life. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number nine of Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am your host, Angel Shannon. Welcome to the final episode of season one of Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am so thrilled to get to this time of reflection, of looking back over my year, of thinking about what this year has meant in my life, the things that I have learned. And I wanted to just do something different for this episode. I wanted to take you into my own world of that process, what that looks like, why I engage in it, with the hopes that perhaps you will consider a practice similar, creating a practice similar, because this is the time of year that most of what we hear about is resolutions, charging forward, setting new goals, setting new plans, setting big goals. And one of the things I know about our world is that we are very achievement oriented, especially in certain parts of the world. Um, We look at outward measures of achievement that can prove that we are moving forward in our lives in a positive way. So we look at, you know, promotions or you know, the amount of money we've saved or bills we've paid off and, you know, all of those things that can be measured and monitored. And while those measurements and, and you know, things are, are helpful for goal achievement, I do wonder about the value of exploring things that are not necessarily measured quantitatively, but qualitatively. And one of the best books I read this year sort of sums it up in a way that I think is very useful for me anyhow. Um, This quote comes from Radical Compassion by Tara Brock, learning to love yourself and your world with the practice of rain. And I want to just share with you a brief little excerpt from the preface in which Tara Brock says, writes, I started asking myself questions like these. What does it mean to live true to yourself? Do you feel that your life is aligned with what matters to your heart? Are you living true to yourself today, right now? A few months later, I began asking the same questions of my meditation students. When I get stuck in painful emotions, it brings me to a repeating realization, an insight that has profoundly changed my life. I have to love myself into healing. The only path that can carry me home is the path of self-compassion. End quote. 
So as I move into my own year end review, and as I picked up my wind jar and wind journal, and you guys know that I talk a lot about having my wind jar and wind journal practice at the end of every week and recording all of my wins for the week and things like this. As I reached to do that, I realized that I wasn't really ready to look back at wins and scores and accomplishments as much as I really just wanted to take some time to explore exactly what Tara Brock writes about in that expert excerpt. What she writes about with the investigation of who am I and who am I becoming. And I wanted to think about my own process of becoming. Who am I becoming? Am I becoming the woman that I want to be? Do I want to show up in the world? Am I showing up in the world in the way that is true to my heart, true to who I am, and true to something larger than outward measurements to others? And so I sat down with my journal this weekend right after Christmas and started my own reflection process, reflective process, and started writing in my journal. And just want to share a little excerpt of that with you. 2021, my year in review. Wow, what a year this has been. It's year two of a global pandemic of COVID-19, a terrible, terrible virus crippling the earth, and people all over the world have died, suffered incredible illness, loss of jobs, businesses have closed, and life as we once knew it is significantly different. We're still wearing masks in public for two years now, distancing ourselves from others, canceling large get-togethers, working from home, gathering virtually, shopping from home, and so on. At times throughout this experience, I have been confident that we will get through this. But my overarching question remains, what will it take to get through this? What is my contribution? Or better yet, what is my responsibility? How do I need to show up in the world so that my presence and my voice is part of the solution and not the problem? In fact, what are the problems? What are the biggest problems that need to be solved right now? What do those problems look like? Who do they impact most? How do they impact me? Is there a root cause to what appears as just symptoms? What solutions, even if just small and even if only temporary, can I bring to big problems? As I move throughout the year, I realize that I have a big desire to solve big problems. Not big in the sense that I'm trying to save the world in some sort of savior complex kind of way, but big in the sense of common, slow-burning, rapidly spreading problems. Problems that make other problems bigger and worse. I realize that at my core, 
I'm a problem solver and teacher. In fact, I love solving problems that show up as roadblocks to progress, to understanding, and the development of deep inner insight. So as I continue to explore my year in review in my journal and continue to write and think about Tara Brock's question, what does it mean to live true to yourself? Do you feel that your life is aligned with what matters to your heart? Are you living true to yourself today, right now? And her statement about, I have to love myself into healing. The only path that can carry me home is the path of self-compassion. I realize that much of my 2021 has really been about that radical self-compassion practice and loving myself into healing. And when I say healing, I mean healing those parts of mindset, you know, healing those limiting thoughts, healing those beliefs of what is possible versus impossible, gaining that mindset mastery that moves me closer to the woman that I know I want to become. As I went through my wind journal, went through all of the lessons that I've learned, the things that I've done this year, the disappointments, the challenges, the conversations that I've had with my very small inner circle of trusted friends and advisors, I realize that my 2021 really has been about that alignment, that radical self-compassion, that moving closer and closer and closer to becoming the woman that I want to be in the world. And so I want to share with you some of the things I know that I have become. I have become and am becoming a woman who is willing to be brave, not perfect, and willing to be afraid. You know how this showed up for me this year was launching my podcast and my members only community, the Fit and Functional for Life community. It took so much work to do those two things, to figure out how to even create a podcast, you know, finding people who could help me with you know, creation of the art, uh, doing the editing, laying out subjects, figuring out just, you know, how to get it on different platforms. I mean, just so much. And realizing that in doing the podcast, I would be learning, you know, it would force me to do more reading, more learning, more studying, And accepting that the podcast isn't going to be perfect, like I'm going to mess up, I'm going to have some, you know, errors in the in the recording, it may not be, you know, I may hear some little sounds in the audio, but just the willingness to step out and do this podcast and be absolutely brave, but not perfect to launch the community You know, putting together the community, the Fit and Functional for Life community has been a labor of 
deep, deep, deep love, deep love. And anyone who is in that community knows that I bring my full self to that community. Everything that I know about yoga and meditation and nutrition and sleep and just, you know, spiritual work and hobbies and creativity, like it is a 100% holistic, whole person community with the focus on living the life that we deserve, designing the lifestyles that we deserve. And I'll tell you, putting that community together this year has been a true labor of love. And I love that space so much. It's the one thing amongst many things, including this podcast, that I am so deeply proud of and grateful for to have been able to do it, but also for the people who are members of that community, just their belief in the community and seeing the value of that space has meant so much to me. And just every day deciding, you know, bringing more content and bringing more of myself into that private space has really shown to me that I am becoming a woman who is willing to be brave and not perfect. I am becoming a woman who can laugh at her imperfections and in fact, embrace those imperfections. Like when I go back now and read a post that, you know, maybe the, you know, there's the punctuation is off or I skipped a word, you know, it doesn't keep me up at night. It's not like, oh my God, my post wasn't perfect. And I said this and didn't say that. Like I laugh at those things now, you know, I am becoming a woman who can really, really laugh at her imperfections. And this is huge for me because one of the things I learned in 2020 going into 2021 through the gracious, gracious teachings of the faculty at the Inner MBA program is how much, you know, enoughism was showing up in my life. And enoughism is intricately woven into perfectionism. And I realized that enoughism as a source, a real big source of my own burnout. You know, that enoughism was showing up as always giving 150% to everything and to everyone all the time. In fact, I used to wear that as a badge of honor. Oh, I give 150% or I give 150% or, you know, I gave 100%. Well, you know what happens when you are giving 150% to something else or someone else? You have very little left for yourself. I have become a woman who is able to turn the computer off, to turn the lights off at a reasonable hour, knowing that I have given my very best, knowing that I have given what I consider to be enough, knowing that tomorrow is another day, going to bed in the evening with joy and satisfaction and not lying in bed thinking about all that I have to do and what, you know what? No more, no more. I am becoming a woman who knows what enough looks like, even in conversations, even in disagreements, even in, you know, disgruntled, you know, people. There was a time when it would be tit for tat. You said this, I said that. I said this, you said that. And then it's a tennis match. No more. 
I know the places in my life where I can let certain things be enough. I know what I need to speak about and speak out about and speak up about. And that I, and I know the things that I don't. I know what I believe. I know what is true for me. And I know that for whatever is true, for me, that is enough. And I reserve my energy now for the things that really do require my mental bandwidth, my speaking up, my speaking out, my energy, my time. Understanding that concept of enough was really, really big for me. And what it has done, it is it has preserved my mental bandwidth for those things that Tara Brock's Tara Brock speaks about, you know, when she says about alignment and purpose and what is true. You know, it has cleared up so much mental bandwidth for me that I can now engage in my own creative work, my writing my podcast, my content development for a community that I just love so much, knowing what is enough, even in my clinical practice, you know, knowing the space between what is my responsibility as a clinician and then what is the responsibility of my patient. I cannot work harder than my patient. I cannot work harder than my coaching client. There is work for me to do as a coach, but there is work for my clients to do as clients for to design the life that they want and that they deserve. So understanding what is enough has freed up so much mental bandwidth for me and created space for me to do more of the work that is aligned with what matters in my heart. I am becoming a woman who is learning how to enjoy the journey and slow down enough to enjoy the journey. This is huge for me because I used to be a person who was really, really like high level goal achievement oriented, always having these goals, goals, goals. And I, I know that goals are important. I really do believe they are so super important measuring goals, monitoring goals. You can't manage what you don't measure and monitor. And I, and I ride hard for that. But at the same time, there has to be space for enjoying the journey. And that's where my meditation practice comes in. And that's something that has really grown for me in 2021 is my own commitment to my meditation practice, extending the time you know, you start out at five minutes, 10 minutes and such. And now I'm sitting for longer periods. I'm standing in meditation for longer periods. I'm really feeling deep, 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 deeply inside my body. The physical benefits of standing meditation for longer periods and sitting for longer periods. And that meditation practice, that mindfulness practice has awakened in me the ability to enjoy my journey, to still pursue my goals with high level of focus and intention, but also to enjoy that pursuit. 
more deeply. I am becoming a woman who can forgive myself for my blind spots. You know, this is big for me because I used to be a person who would say a lot, and I still do from time to time, oh my God, how did I miss that? Why didn't I see that? When he or she said such and such, I should have said such and such. And all of those blind spots would just come raging forth. But I am becoming a person through my own radical self-compassion practice who can forgive myself for those blind spots and realize that there are always going to be things that I'm going to miss, that I'm not going to see, that I'm not going to know. You can't know everything. This is important in business because in business, you are constantly reinventing, redesigning, revisiting, restructuring. And that's been critical for me in 2021 and 2020 when, you know, you, you know, there are just mandates of closures and all this kind of thing. And the ability to pivot, to change, to restructure, to revisit policies, to make sure that those policies still apply in the new space that we're in, to say, how can I do this differently, to be creative you know, forgiving myself for my blind spots has just widely opened up the creative space in my brain to say, what can I do? How can I offer this service differently? How can I teach differently? How can I show up in the world differently with my offerings? Huge, huge for SIVA Health and the SIVA Institute. And what I'm looking forward to in 2021, my theme word for 20, I'm sorry, for 2022, my theme word is creativity. In January, on January 15th, we'll be having our second Design the Life You Deserve vision board party. We're talking about creative visualization and the power of creative visualization and how to use the brain science, the actual science of creative visualization to design the life you deserve, whether it be by vision board, whether it be by, you know, your planner, an action-oriented mindset shifting process of creative visualization for manifesting the life and designing the life you deserve and taking action, forward thinking action and accountability, creating accountability to yourself, to your goals, to the life that is in alignment with what matters to your heart, to the life that is true to who you want to become. We're doing that on January 15th. That is the first of Many vision board parties to come. We're going to be doing those quarterly. And we also have a mastermind group. I am so, so excited about that. I am deeply, deeply excited about that. Because as I've said, my theme word for 2022 is creativity. Creating, designing the life that I know I deserve. Designing the life that is in alignment with the woman that I know I want to be, designing a life that is in keeping with being a person who can bring solutions to big problems and big in the sense 
that they change lives. Problems that require solutions that can fundamentally shift mindset, shift lifestyle, shift a person's reality that can overcome roadblocks and create insight. So I'm excited about 2022. And I know this probably isn't a common sentiment. I think people are feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling hopeless. They're feeling a lot of doubt, a lot of worry, a lot of those really visceral, like soul-shaking emotions. And the one thing I can offer for that above and beyond anything else is radical self-compassion, a practice that allows you to come into your own experience your own reality, your own being to derive meaning, to derive answers, to derive day-to-day strategies for getting through this experience. My own self-compassion practice has helped me in these past two years, and I do know that I trust it to be there for the years ahead. I don't know what's coming I don't think any of us know what's coming. We know what's happened, but we don't know what's coming. But I do believe strongly that we do have the power to create and shape our destinies, to design the lives that we deserve with meaning and intention and focus and lives that can be reinvented over and over and over again. I'm excited about the human potential to do that and to do more of that and explore more of that in 2022. And so as I continue doing my year in review and looking back through my own wind jar and my own wind journal, I'm going to continue thinking about the person I'm becoming and how the person I'm becoming is in alignment with my higher purpose, my values, Um, and the life that I want to live. And I'm hoping that you will take that time to do the same as we wind down this year. I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode, about your own practices, about what 2021 looked like for you and who you became in 2021 and who you desire to become in 2022. I'd love to hear that. I want to celebrate you and your accomplishments and wish you joy as you move forward in your journey, as you move forward in your life. I'd love to hear from you. So send me an email, hop on over to the show notes, grab my email address. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you join us on January 15th, 7 p.m. for the Design the Life You Deserve virtual vision board party. Going to be so much fun. Going to be so much fun. It is a free event, but registration is required. We're going to be talking about creative visualization. We'll be talking about the brain science of of creative visualization, but more importantly, what it means to design a life that reflects what is true for you. What it means to design a life that is aligned with what matters to your heart. To design a life 
that is true for you every day, not wishful thinking, not, you know, projecting into a life that isn't true for you or someone else's goals or someone else's dreams or what someone else thinks you should be aspiring to, but really digging down deep to design the life that you deserve. That's what we're going to be talking about on January 15th at the Design the Life You Deserve Virtual Vision Board Party. We are so excited. We are so excited about this event and would love to have you join us. So have a look inside the show notes, get the link, bring a friend, relax. It's going to be fun. We're going to be talking a little bit of brain science stuff, but anyone who knows me knows that that's going to be a fun conversation, fun and informative and just just awesome. We've got some great handouts that we're giving at the vision board party, some templates, some tools, resources that are really going to get your 2022 off to the most amazing start I think you have ever had. I'm I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that because that's how good these resources are. I'm so excited about this event. So I'd love to see you there. I'd love to give you these tips, tools, and strategies that help you design the life you deserve to learn the things that I have learned about how to be accountable to myself. You know, one of the things, I'll just say this again, is that the greatest lesson, one of the greatest lessons I learned in 2021 is that no one can create the life that I want for me. No one can Give me the things that I want in my life, but me. I am responsible. I am responsible for becoming the woman I want to be. I am accountable for my decisions. I am accountable for my mindset. I am accountable for doing those things that I know I shouldn't be doing that are not in alignment with my higher purpose, my higher calling. I am accountable And I am responsible for how I spend my time, what I do with my day, how I use my energy. And it's only through learning that, through accepting that, acknowledging that, embracing that, that I can truly, truly say, I am becoming more and more and more of the person that I wish to be. I'm going to continue exploring, reflecting on my 2021 in my journal. I hope you will do the same. I hope you'll carry your journal practice into 2022. And I hope that you will reflect with joy and with happiness and with compassion for the person that you are and for the person you are becoming. Until next time, I wish you joy and I wish you happiness. I wish you good health and prosperity. Be well and be good to yourself and never, ever, ever, ever be afraid to be amazing. Take good care. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I hope today's episode leaves you feeling inspired, motivated, and empowered to live your best life by applying the practical tools of holistic lifestyle medicine to eat, sleep, move, and live better. Please don't forget to subscribe wherever you receive this podcast, check in for show notes, and share this podcast with friends. If you'd like even more tips in your inbox, subscribe to my newsletter 
newsletter, Healthy House Calls with Angel, by using the link in the show description. Until next time, be well and be good to yourself.